Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. Today is the celebration day, so we can celebrate the whole day. Oh, yes. Are you here? We are here. Now, when you listen to the messages which are preached today, they preach about the resurrection, what happened. You know, the ladies went to the grave early in the morning, what, 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 what. You know, we know the story, don't we? We've learned that story from Sunday school. Amen. So for me, to tell the story again, it's an error. Amen. But me, I need to go deeper. Oh, yes. Go deeper, Papa. I don't know whether you are here. Or I've lost you somewhere. We are following. I need to go what? Deeper. Let's go to... Romans chapter 4. Verses 21 to 25. I receive. In the realm of the spirit, I'm seeing God wants to heal somebody who I'm seeing kind of fire burns, fire burns, fire burns. Do you know fire burns? Fire, and then B U R N S. Amen. He was bent, or she was bent by the by fire. So if you know anybody. Whether it's here or whether it's there or there or there or there or there or Facebook. I don't know. I'm seeing someone with the fire beams. God wants to heal that person. So wherever they are, identify yourself. If you, if you know someone who, is, who has had those beams, God wants to heal them now. So, the scriptures, Romans chapter 4, verses 21 to 25. I want us to read together. One, two, three, go. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him. But for us also to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. But for us also, to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Now, when we talk about 
on Facebook. Okay, get a microphone. What is it on Facebook? What are they saying? Neoka Raida, it's me, Papa. Where is she? Can you ask her, where is she? Ask her if she can come on Zoom, okay? So, the Bible says this man called Abraham, although he met so many challenges against his faith, he staggered not in his walk with God. There were so many challenges, but he staggered not. He kept the faith. He kept on believing. And because of that, the Bible says it was imputed unto him for righteousness. Now I want you to understand that righteousness comes to a person in two ways. Are you hearing me? The first way how righteousness comes to a person is when you do everything right. You follow the law. You keep all the commandments. God says don't do that, you don't. God says go there, you go. You do everything in the law. So when you do everything right, God calls you a righteous person. Are you hearing me? But then there is another type of righteousness. And this type of righteousness is the one that is imputed to people when they believe on God. Are you hearing me? Because the righteousness which people attain by keeping the law is a righteousness based on people's good deeds. They must be good. They must do good. And when they do well, God imputes righteousness to them. But when we look at our father, the father of the faith called Abraham, I think you and me can agree the guy didn't do very well. Because even though God was appearing to him, talking to him face to face, the guy kept on going right, going left, right, left, in every direction. Are you hearing me? And the wife didn't help much at all. She suggested a shortcut. And we got the Ishmaelites. <laughs> Are you hearing me? But then there came a time when Abraham realized something that, no, wait a minute. If I'm going to have a child, it's not about me. It's about the promise of God. It's about the word of God. This God who has spoken is faithful. This God has promised is faithful. No matter it is taking time. No matter it is delaying. But one thing is certain. It will happen. I don't know whether you're hearing me. When he came to that point. Where it was long about him. But the faithfulness of God. The Bible says God imputed righteousness to God, to, to Abraham. God gave him righteousness. I don't know whether you're hearing me. Why? Because now the trouble was no longer on him. He shifted the trouble now to God to keep the part of the covenant. 
I don't know whether you're hearing me. So the Bible says, being fully persuaded in faith, he staggered not at unbelief. I don't know whether you're following me. And the Bible says, it is written in the Bible that it was imputed to him for righteousness, not for him alone, but for us also. Who shall believe on the Lord God, our God? It is also imputed to us. It is given to us righteousness. Now, how do we know that is what, what we are thinking about and what discussing is true? The Bible says there are two things which are a proof that what we are talking about is true. There are two things. Number one, Jesus Christ, he was delivered for our offenses. Say offenses. Offenses. Offenses everything that we've done wrong. And all those things needed a payment. And the dying of Jesus was that payment. Because the Bible says every soul that sinneth shall die. Do you know the problem now? The problem is a person may choose to pay for their own sins by dying. But it will be a death of a sinner which is not good enough trying to pay for all his blunders. Ah, you're not hearing what I'm saying. The death of a sinner which is not good enough trying to pay for his what? Blunders. So even if you died to pay for your own sins, it will not be accepted. Because it is a death of a sinner trying to pay for his blunders. How can you, being a sinner, try to pay for your own blunders? It can't work. So you die in vain. Oh, yes. I don't know whether you're hearing me. We are following. Are you following me? So that's why Jesus had to come and die for you and for me. Because him is not a sinner. But he took your place. So when he died, his death was accepted as a full payment for our sins. Because he was not a sinner. The Bible says he was delivered for our what? Offenses. So how do we know that God has accepted the payment made by Jesus? We know it by the second part of the verse. Give me verse 25. I want you to look at that verse. Verse number 25. I want us to read together. One, two, three, just 25. Uh-huh. Who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Now, when you look at that verse, who was delivered for our offenses? Comma. Someone say comma. Comma. Can I teach a bit of English punctuation? Oh, yes. Someone say comma. Comma. In other words, don't rush. Take your time. Understand what the first part says. He was delivered for what? Offenses. Comma. And then they give you and. Now those two, comma and and, they don't normally go together. 
I don't know whether you're hearing me. You don't put a comma and then put an and. Unless you are talking about two different thoughts. Amen. Ah. You know, I speak the queen's language, you know. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> are you following what I'm saying? Unless we are dealing with the two separate thoughts. Independent thoughts. But they are complementary. Are you following me? So on one side, you've got one part of the coin. Jesus delivered for offenses. On the other side of the coin, you've got Jesus resurrected for our justification. Now, we want to put these two thoughts together. How do we do it? We say the first part, put a comma, and then and. I receive. I don't know whether you're hearing me. So, you need to begin to understand when you go to prayer, don't pray silly prayers. Don't pray confused prayers. Are you hearing me? The dying of Jesus was, had, a, had its own unique purpose. And that is to pay for your sins. Oh, yes. Full stop. Finish. But then, after your sins have been paid for, we still have a problem. What is the problem? Ask me, what is the problem? What is the problem? Paying for an offense does not erase the offense. Amen. Ah. Oh, dear, Papa. Are you hearing me? Paying for an offense does not erase the offense, number one. Paying for an offense does not change the offender. Oh, yes. Number three, paying for the offense does not justify the offender. Amen. So tomorrow, people say, can you see that one? Do you know what they did last week? Can you see that? Do you know? Are you getting the idea? So in other words, we are dealing with a big problem here. Big problem. Payment is not enough. Because it does not erase the offense. It does not change the offender. Are you hearing me? It is there. So God had to go step number two. And that is to raise Jesus from the dead. So Jesus was raised for our what? Justification. In other words, by raising Jesus from the dead, God was proving that the offense has been paid for in full. The payment has been accepted. The past has been erased. Ah, you are not hearing what I'm talking about. Mm. Someone say, mm. Mm. the past has been what? Erased. How do we know that there's no past? We know that there's no past by resurrecting the payment that was paid for the past. In other words, God says after Jesus died and paid for everything, he looked back and discovered there was no offense. Discovered that the offender, are you hearing me? The offender was no longer an offender. Are you not one? You're not who I'm talking about. And discover that there was no longer enemy. There were no longer enemies. Man and God, they were no longer what? Enemies. There was nothing in the past. Oh, there's nothing in the past. I can't hold these people against what happened there. 
Because it has been erased. Uh, you are not hearing what I'm saying. And because it has been erased, there's nothing to hold against anyone. The father said, it is done. Boom. I receive. And when God said, it is done. Boom. There was a question. Should we keep Jesus in the grave? What for? What for? What should he be doing in the grave? After the pass has been paid for. Not only paid for, erased. Not only erased, even the offender himself has been changed. He was dead, now the offender is alive. Oh, yes. You are not hearing what I'm saying. Oh, yes. Because remember, God had said in the book of Genesis, the day you shall eat of this tree, you shall what? You shall die. So when the payment was done for the sin of man, it was impossible for man to remain dead. Oh, yes. Because if man remains dead, then it means the payment hasn't worked. Because in the payment, there was a reversal. Are you not hearing? Are you hearing me? In the payment, there was what? A reversal. That which was dead must come back to life. There was a restoration in the payment. Oh, yes. Are you hearing me? There was a reversal in the payment. Aye. Because if that is not there, then the payment is not effective. Amen. If I was here, uh -huh, and then I form Dui, are you getting me? And then whatever it needs for me to pay to get back there, if I do that, and then they don't put me back there, is that, is that fair? No. So it means after Jesus had paid, man was restored back to his original place. Now this is, this is very, very deep. This one is very deep. I know, I know, I know. I know when I'm talking about things which are very deep. Your brain is going, twing, 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 twing. But it's okay, you're going to understand. Listen, the Bible says Jesus was delivered for what? Offenses. Coma and he was what? Raised for what? Justification. Now, I know as parents, there's one thing you don't like. Is when your children have done a blunder and they're busy justifying themselves. You start now cracking your fingers. Okay, not in Australia, in Malawi. Or in the islands. <laughs> Amen. Five for the ministry. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Are you getting the idea? I have no problem with the mistake they have made. We can talk about it. We can fix it. But I have a problem with justifying themselves after they've made the mistake. That one, that one is a problem. What is justification? Justification is when you go back to the offense and you say it wasn't an offense at all in the first place. Amen. Justification. That's why people can preach on everything else. The only one thing you never hear people preach about is justification. 
because it's a difficult concept. People have problems to understand it. There are problems to explain it. But hear, hear me and hear me very well. The resurrection of Jesus is proof that you are justified. Oh, yes. I don't know whether you are hearing me. Because if, if man was not justified, salvation was impossible. Imagine God is still remembering your sins. And then you come to him and say, I received Jesus. He'll be looking at you going, <clears throat> Amen. Do you, do you remember that? Amen. Are you hearing me? Yeah. And the only way God could beat the devil was by justifying you. Why? Because the devil loves to hold on to the past and remind you of the past Amen. until you forget about your future. Oh, yes. You try to take a step forward. What does he talk about? Because he wants you to take the step backward. Amen. You try to move forward. What does he talk about? And then he brings you back to the past. The solution that God gave you is called justification. Someone said justification. Justification. The Bible says he was raised for our justification. In other words, in other words, Jesus paid the full price. It has been accepted. The past has been erased. There's no more nothing in there. The devil may try whatever he may try. There's nothing in there. And because there's nothing in there, there was no point to keep Jesus among the dead. He had to come back to life. And in his coming back to life, now this is where I want to go. In his coming back to life, he didn't come back to life just alone. In his coming back to life, he came back to life with everybody. Every human being came back to life that day. Everybody. Including those ones, those ones, you know, those, I mean that one. Those who are deep in the world, do you know that they came back to life in Christ? Amen. They are there in Christ today. God raised them up. But it does not mean that they are saved. Amen. Because Ephesians chapter 2 verse number 1, all the way to verse number 4. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. Give me the scriptures there. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. The Bible says, and you has he quickened. You, say me. me. Say me. me. says, and you has he quickened. Who are dead in trespasses and in sins. Where in, in time past you walked, according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that awaketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all, we all had our conversation in times past, in the last of our flesh, fulfilling the dust of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath. Ha! By nature what? Children of what? God's anger. In other words, we were born to be punished. 
is a child of wrath. Someone who is born for the purpose of punishing them. That's why a person, when they are born into the world, they don't need to do anything. They are born a sinner. They are children of God's wrath. I don't know whether you are hearing me. Next verse says what? Someone say, but. Someone say, but. But. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath what? Hath quickened us together with whom? Christ. And hath made us sit what? Oh, by grace we are saved. Aha, I wanted that sentence. Give me the verse. Look, 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 look. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his secret of where he loved us, even when a dead in sins hath quickened us together with the Christ, by, it's in brackets. It's in brackets. Did you, this, did you see that? It's in what? It's in what? Brackets. What does that mean? By grace. In other words, they are whispering to you, hey, by grace, you are saved. I receive. Someone say grace. Grace. The problem is you people, you go there to read the words. Me, I read even the comma and the full stop and the Brackets. Why is there a bracket there? If it is part of the sentence, why is there a bracket? They are putting it in brackets as a whisper. By grace, you are saved. Wow. Someone say grace. Grace. Why is it by grace that you are saved? It's because you didn't do anything. You didn't work for it. God in Christ worked it out for you. And he gave it to you on a silver platter. All you need to do is to accept it. All you need to do is to identify yourself with that Christ. Because you are already alive in him. Therefore, the moment you say, yes, Lord, you are talking about me. It is imputed to you. Ah, you are not here what I'm talking about. I receive. So it's like there are millions of dollars in Christ. And they are saying, these millions of dollars, we want to give to everybody. And then you've got two classes of people. Others are saying, now me, I want to work. I want to work and make my own money. Okay, continue working. Another one says, hey, what, what, what? You mean my name is there? Yes, your name is there. So if I say yes, I, I, if I identify myself, they will give it to me. They say, yes, go, oh, it's me. It's me. Someone say it's me. It's me. The moment you say it's me, it is imputed to your account. Oh. I receive. Someone say by grace. By grace. I am saved. I am saved. That's why where I started from it says, was it written just for Abraham? Was it not written for us also? To whom it shall be imputed. Amen. When is it imputed? When you say it's me Lord. The moment you identify yourself with Christ, it is imputed to you. That's why it is by grace. Someone say by grace. By grace. Someone say by grace. By grace. So one more time say by grace. By grace. It is imputed. You didn't work for it. So there are two types of righteousness. The first type 
is the one you work for. You go nowhere. Believe you me. The second type is the one you accept and it's imputed to you. It's, give, it's, put, it's like you know, your bank account. The moment you say, yes, it's me. You go off up to check the balance. You discover it's about $100 million. I receive. And then, whilst you are still thinking, you hear a bell ringing on your door. You go out, you find a DHL with a credit card. No, not a credit, no, no bank card, right? Uh-huh. So here's your bank. You can begin to spend your $100 million. I know what you are going to do. You start looking for phone numbers to Vanuatu, Fiji, to go to Denarau. Oh, yes. <laughs> Say yes. Yes. So when we talk about today being the resurrection day, we are not talking about the resurrection of Jesus alone. No. It is the resurrection of the world. Amen. It is the biggest day in history. Oh, yeah. Why is it the biggest day? It is the answer to the big day that happened in the Garden of Eden, the day Adam and Eve ate the fruit. Yeah. The counter of that day is today. The opposite of that day is today. <laughs> Are you hearing me? In the Garden of Eden, that was a big event. It changed the history of the whole world. It was a big event. That day was the saddest day in the history of the whole world. And today is the happiest day in the history of the whole world. Oh, yes. <laughs> hey! Someone said today. Today. Someone said today. Today. That's why when you go to Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 1, from verse number 15, Give me all the way to verse 20, is it 21 or 23, the last verse there. Ephesians chapter 1. You see, the Bible says, this is Apostle Paul praying for the church. Okay, he says, wherefore I also, after that I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling one number two what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints number three what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us what someone said to us what to us what now that's english to us what? You know, those are three words. Can I tell you what are the words? Two is direction. Am I right? So we say towards. So it's towards. Towards. So it's two and word, right? Towards. So there, they've broken down. You know, we with the English speakers, you know. Uh -uh. Oh, yes. <laughs> we love our English. So, to us what? Are you getting? So instead of saying towards us. Towards us. 
what they are saying is God is here. He is projecting the power. In whose direction? In whose direction? I receive it in Jesus' name. I receive. Are you getting the idea? God is projecting the power in the direction of where you are. In the direction of where you are sitting. In other words, this power is meant to hit you. This power is meant to come into you. This power is meant to change your story. This power is meant to resurrect everything around you. It is being projected towards you. Now, the writer, because he's a beneficiary of the power himself, although he's praying for other people, he says to us, Wadi. Oh, yes. Towards us. So this power has been projected. Now, don't forget, there are three things that you always have to be praying for in your life, the rest of your life. Three things. Number one, what is the hope of God's calling? Don't forget that prayer petition. Every single day, pray. Lord, give me the spirit of what? Wisdom and revelation. I want my eye, the eyes of my understanding to do what? Opened. Enlightened that I may know what is the hope of your calling. Number two, what is? What is what? The next one is what? Huh? The riches of his glory in you. How much glory has God invested in you? Number three, what is the exceeding greatness? Someone say exceeding. Exceeding. Greatness. Greatness. Of his power. Of his power. Towards me. Towards me. Say to me what? To me what? So because this power is being projected towards you, others are able to catch it and begin to use it. Others are asking, Father, I ask for power. I ask for power. Oh, yes. Let me finish because of time. Can I finish now? You want me to go deeper than this? Go deeper, Papa. You want me to go deeper than this? Oh, yes. I'm teaching things you can go on YouTube, listen to every preacher, you'll not find them there. Amen. You won't find them. These are... <clears throat> oh, yes. My communication with the Spirit of God. Are you know what I'm saying? Now, listen. What is the exceeding greatness of his power to us? According, the next verse, it says, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrote, which, no, wrote, no, wrote, you know, wrote, W-R-O-U-G-H-T, wrote, is that the right spelling? Yeah. Where is it? Aha. Uh -huh. The, the revelator can't miss a spelling, you know. Anyway, that's for another day. Which he wrote, okay? In other words, he worked out. He demonstrated it. He did it in who? In Christ. When he what? When he raised him from what? The dead. And he set him. 
at his own right hand in the what? Heavenly places. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. In other words, the greatest waking of God's power was on this day. We thank God for creation. He created everything. And the scientists said there was a big bang. I don't blame them for thinking about a big bang. But I think the biggest, biggest, big bang was today. Oh, yes. Amen. Are you not hearing what I'm talking about? Because the creation took six days. Am I right? Six days. But when it was the bang today, I'm talking about the bang when it was come boom. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. It was a kaboom. Are you hearing me? Every person on earth came alive in Christ. The Bible says even the graves of people who had died opened up. People came out of their graves, went into Jerusalem. Knocking on people's doors. Hey, you, this used to my you, this one used to be my house two hundred years ago. What are you doing in there? Amen. <laughs> hey, hey, you. I, I'm, I'm trying. You know, I'm trying my best to describe what it was. Oh yes. The Bible says the soldiers which were guarding the grave. They were as dead men because of the kaboom. Oh, yes. They were as dead men. They don't tell the rest of the story. Me, I know. Good evening, Papa. On that day. And even an angel came, sat on the on the stone. That that no, that they used to cross the, the grave. Then you sat on the stone. You know, just looking around. He's not in the grave. But it's not only him. You are no longer in the grave as well. Oh, yes. On that day in the garden of, of Eden, the devil put humanity in the grave. But in Christ Jesus, I'm talking about in Christ Jesus, oh, yes. the whole of humanity came out of the grave. Are you hearing me? So when you are talking to people who are not born again, do not start from condemning them. No. No, a million times, no. Why? Their sin is already paid for. Yeah. For God so loved the world. He didn't love Christians. He loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. But how can you have everlasting life if you haven't been resurrected out of the this death that the devil put people in. Amen. 
That's why in Christ Jesus, everybody has been resurrected. Now, look, with, look at this. It's good to be resurrected. But the Bible says it didn't just end at the resurrection. After resurrection, the power, this, this resurrection power continued to work. It lifted Jesus up. Are you not hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing me? It lifted who? Jesus up. It raised him. And he made him to sit at the right hand of the Father. In the heavenly places. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Far above. All principality. And all power. And all dominion. And all. You can continue. Poverty. Sickness. Disease. Infirmity. You can put something there. Whatsoever has been holding you down. Am I talking to someone right here? God in Christ. Now, don't you forget where are you? You are in in Christ. So when the Bible says God hath raised up Christ far above, far above, you are in him. You are in him. So it means you are also seated. You are also raised far above all principality and the power and the might and the dominion and every name that is not, not only in this world but also in that which is to come. Am I talking to someone right here? Say yes. Yes. Watch this. Watch this. Give me the scriptures. Give me. Because someone is saying, but Papa, all these verses, is this true or no? All right, which he wrote, one, two, three, go. Which he wrote in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality and, all, and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And he hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him that filleth all in all listen so today is the big deal are you hearing me the resurrection is the what is the big deal the resurrection is a big deal. Can I say that again? The resurrection is a big deal. Because it marks the greatest display of God's power since he created the whole world. That's why the word they use is rot, which he wrote. W-R-O-U-T-H-T. Rot. It is not just something that happened. He worked it out. Rot. It means, it means something that you have labored for. You have done it. You have worked it out. So when God was resurrecting Christ and all of humanity in him, God had to work it out. Why? Because when Christ was in him, oh, ah, no, no, no. When Christ died, do you know where he went? One of the places he visited was what? Hell. You remember the teaching from last year? He went to hell. So when he entered the hell, bang, he's now in hell. The devil and all his demons, they grabbed him. They said, we are not going to come out of here. 
So they start fighting with him. They push him down. Are you getting me? But Jesus, he threw off. Now think about someone that, you know, they have brought you down. Now, now everyone is on top of you. They are trying to keep you down. Huh? Huh? You know when you are the actor in the movie, you know that now something big is about to happen. The movie will not end there where all these people are on top of you. Somewhere, somehow, you find some strength somewhere, somehow, that you push and throw them off yourself. <laughs> hey! He threw off of himself the principalities. After throwing them off, he looked at the devil and said, I need the keys for death. Oh, yes. He got the keys for death and walked out. Say, walked out. Walked out. Today is the big deal. That's why each, each, each Sunday you come to church. I'm using the word Sunday for the sake of those who know Sunday. But as we know it as the resurrection day, Oh, or, yes. or, or the Lord's day. Oh, yes. Are you hearing me? It's the Lord's day or what? Resurrection. The resurrection day. That's why when we come here, please, I'm begging you, come with the revelation. Come with the revelation. Oh, don't come to church and look very miserable. As if you just had a lemon juice shower or something. No, come to church with a revelation. It is the biggest day in history when God displayed the boss of his power. Am I taking you somewhere here? Say yes! Today is a big deal. Say today. Today is the big deal. It's a big deal. Are you ready for prayer? Oh, yes. Are you ready for prayer? Oh, yes. That's why I told you, I don't want to tell you the story of what happened. I go behind the scene. Say behind the scene. Behind the scene. Come on, say behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. That's where the real deal is. I receive. Say, O oh Lord. Oh Lord. Grant me. Grant me. The spirit. The spirit. Of wisdom. Of wisdom. And revelation. And revelation. In your knowledge. In your knowledge. Cause me. Cause me. Cause the eyes. Of my understanding, of my understanding, to open, to open, that I may know, that I may know, what is the hope, what is the hope of your calling, of your calling, and what the riches, and what the riches of the glory, of your glory, of your inheritance, of the inheritance in me, in me, and what is, and what is the exceeding greatness, the exceeding greatness of your power, of your power towards me, towards me, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Oh, come and pray, 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 pray. Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings and it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed and until next time, Shalom. Shalom.